0: Well, good evening, darling listener. And uh, this is the Pils- Pillsbury Doughboy here. <laughs> what is she talking about? Oh, dear me, folks. No, it's not really the Pillsbury Doughboy. Um, it's Denise here. Happy classic, Sid Valley Radio, 8 till 10 every Thursday. But I've got this freezing out there. So I've got 76,000 vests on, which makes me look very <laughs> rotund indeed. I was walking around my kitchen this evening before I came out and. Um, I have this problem, if I sit still for too long, I get quite cold, even in, in, even in regular weather. But of course, I'd, I was sitting in my office and the heating had gone off. I'd buried myself in some piece of work. By the time I sort of come to and realised that the heating had gone off some time ago, I was freezing. And when you get so warm, so cold you can't get up, can't get warm again. Dashed home, uh, thank heaven the heating had just come on. And I've got one of these things that you can put in the, uh, the, um, the microwave, these little beanie thingies like a sausage but with beans in it and put it in the microwave well I'm walking around with that on my kidneys because my left kidney thinks it's died and just gone to hell (laughs) I'm in some not inconsiderable pain on the left hand side so and I was hoping nobody that I knew would walk in and knock on the door and say how how are Denise and then see me with this thing shoved up my jumper because it looked very silly anyway whatever you have to do to keep warm then you know do it that's all I'm saying and I really hope that we keep you warm on the show tonight if I could give you a big cuddle and wrap my arms around you I would but as it is I'm in the studio and you are where you are but I've got a couple of little things on the show tonight that hopefully will uh, get the blood flowing get things uh, ticking along and keep you a bit warmer than you would be if you were outside in the minus five that we've got here in Devon that's very very uh, low for us isn't it anyway let's get going with something uh, if I get my timings right on the show tonight I I so rarely do. Uh, we might start off with a with a movie uh, theme and end with one, but we'll see how we get on. No promises. You know what I'm like. If you're a regular listener, you'll know. So here we go. Let's start with a big start, as we always do, with The Big Country from Jerome Moros. Great stuff. The Royal Phil there, uh, conducted by José Cerebre.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, dear, 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 So I shall whinge about the cold. Not going to whinge about the cold. It is January. We are in the Northern Hemisphere. What do we expect? And um, But it is chilly. But don't worry, folks. Tomorrow, I think we get up to, I think it's 6 degrees tomorrow. And then Saturday, 9 degrees double figures on sunday it's gonna be about 13 degrees and then of course <laughs> storm warnings monday and tuesday because you know if it's if it's above single figures it's wet and windy isn't it but hey ho you can't have it always i don't mind it cold and sunny as, as we've got at the moment but not when me kidney's complaining <laughs> How are your kidneys? No, no, I don't want to know. Or well, maybe I do want to know. <laughs> I've shared all my groans with you. So if you, don't, if you want to share yours, yours with me, I'd be happy to hear them. And I will sympathize and probably empathize as well. And the other thing is my feet. If my feet are cold, I cannot get warm. And dearie me, my, my feet are like little blocks of ice. And I've got these really thick, long socks. on. <laughs> Honestly, it's very hard, isn't it, um, to look uh, alluring in the winter, <laughs> not that I particularly want to look alluring, but um, but you know what it's like. You always want to look in the mirror and think, yes, I look okay. And that goes to you know, chaps, girls. We all we all want to do it, don't we? We all want to look in the mirror and, and think, yeah, I've still got it. Well, I haven't got anything at the moment. <laughs> oh dear, but I've got I've got this wonderful, wonderful wrap that a friend bought me for Christmas and it's just so cozy it's, it's like it's it's somewhere between a very large uh throw on me and also the kind of throw that you get for over a sofa is that big well I've been wedded to this thing all week and I wear it all the time and I just have it slung around my shoulders and sometimes I double it up and sometimes it goes over my head it's just just the most wonderful piece of kit but you can't have it it's mine <laughs> So anyway, how has your week been? Have you been okay? Did you notice last week? I didn't say anything to you because I didn't want you to miss me. But did you notice that I'd put a, a recorded show in rather than the real me? I had to be somewhere else last week, unfortunately. Uh, I was thinking of you and um, and if you notice that I didn't say, you can ring me. Uh, it was because I wasn't here to answer your calls. But you can, you can text me tonight if you like, 07565. Eight two five zero four one, or email me studio at uk, or go on the app and do all the things that you do. And I'd be delighted to say hello and you'll probably say something like, Denise, shut up about the cold and play some music. Oh, go on then. Don't tell me you weren't singing along to that, because I won't believe you. <laughs> I've thrown that one in for obvious reasons. <laughs> for those of you that know me, what am I going to say? Yep, you're right. <laughs> We're singing the Messiah. That will be the uh, Sidmouth Choral Society. We didn't sing that particular one last night, The Glory of the Lord. We did sing it last week, but we did sing um, For to Us A Child Is Born, and dare I say it, We sang um, the Amen Chorus, which I have to say, other than that particular piece, might be my favourite, other than the Glory of the Lord. The Amen Chorus might be my favourite bit of the whole thing, even more so than the Hallelujah Chorus. But the thing about the Amen Chorus is this, if you lose your place... I don't know what the technical word is, but I'd just say stuffed because you can't find way. If you get lost, if you miscount or someone next to you comes in at the wrong time and you you start questioning whether you've counted right, you are in trouble because there's hardly any way back because every single word in that chorus is funnily enough. Amen. (laughs) So we were singing it last night and it really is lovely. It's it's just a great piece of music. You get a lot of canon in it, you know, sort of backwards and forwards between the the parts and uh, it's just, uh, it's a great piece of music, but only if you can hold it together, which we most certainly did not last night. Well, I didn't anyway. But anyway, do come along to listen to Sidmouth Choral Society sing Messiah on the 27th of April in the local parish church. It's going to be great. But that wasn't us singing in that particular recording there. It was, in fact, the choir of King's College, Cambridge. And uh, the Academy of St Martin the Fields, one of my favourite, uh, in fact, my favourite orchestra, because they play my theme tune. And uh, I think we've got them a bit later on as well. I think they're backing up Joshua Bell. Yes, they are a bit later on. you have to wait for that one a minute. And Sir David Wilcox was conducting the lot. And didn't they sound great? And so will we on the 27th of April. So I did promise you something to keep you warm. And um, I just love this piece of music. It is from the from the, the show um, River Dance, and it's called Fire Dance. So I'll get you one. But it starts off really quite slowly and quietly. So don't, so don't be fooled. By the end of the six minutes, you will be on your feet and dancing. that got you going I was um bobbing about and dancing and jumping about and stuff I even had believe it or not for those of you that have ever been in the studio and see me do my thing here I never ever have both headphones on because I'm so nosy <laughs> I want to know what's going on out there as well so I have my, my right headphone clapped on my ear and my left ear is generally you know available for other things like chatting and just earwigging on what's happening next door but on that piece of music there's one or two pieces of music that's one of them both earphones on, volume up as loud as I can do it without blistering my eardrums. Brilliant piece of music, and gets the blood flowing. I've even just loosened up my lovely little granny's shawl because <laughs> I'm now warm because the, the blood's starting to flow and it's all you know, it's all happening, which is great. <laughs> And if that that didn't get you going, well, you want to just check for a pulse because I don't know how you can't. It's easy for me to say, isn't it? Because that's um, obviously that's a piece of Irish. It's folk music, really, isn't it? And I just sneak it in when the boss isn't looking because he goes, that's not classical. I go, it's classical Irish. It's interesting, isn't it? Because that sort of music, I love classical Irish or just Irish folk music, not that keen on other stuff. Um, sounds awful. English folk music's all right, but the Irish always gets me going on. And you do wonder, don't you, how much of a of a DNA memory you have? Because uh, my family are all from the bogs of Ireland. You know, but once once you get past my grandfather's father, my great grandfather, you know, it's like there are no records because it was all Ireland. It was all you know. They didn't have the the uh, the churches necessarily, but they had churches. But they didn't have the uh, the records that we have. In, in England, in terms of who was born to whom and all the rest of it, they were lost in the mist of time, really. But I just do wonder whether, and I'll tell you who else really, really likes the Irish stuff is my youngest son. He's really big on his Irish music, including, dare I say, and who knew it existed, Irish punk. He loves it. And you just wonder, you know, there must be some sort of um, collective DNA goes back for however far back because if that piece of music gets you going or if that type of music gets you going you've got to wonder where it comes from don't you anyway that's me and Lewis, irish fiends i hope you didn't mind me slipping that one in because it is really good but if you want something a bit more classical now, we're going to move on. I'm going to go to the ballet. Or I was to say it was Bill Whelan that wrote that music. Sorry about that. I should have said that. And that was the uh, the soundtrack orchestra for Riverdance that uh, recorded it. Anyway, moving swiftly on, something from the posh ballet now, <laughs> not at all from the Bogs of Ireland. So we're going to have um, the Chardass from Capella. Andrea Lenar was conducting the Slovak Radio Symphony Orchestra, don't you know, so oh, it's difficult to know what else to talk about, isn't it, when the weather's been <laughs> so prevalent, oh, there's been all sorts going on on outside, I, I, do you ever listen to the news, I don't, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that I don't read the news, I am very well informed, I had. I had um, we don't do politics or Uh, religion on the radio because it's just you just don't do not not on not on uh, Sid Valley Radio because we're just too lovely but I was having a chat with um, somebody the day and you know I don't believe that it's wrong to have hold a different view and still be able to like the person that you are having a chat with I do find it a bit odd that sometimes people if you differ with them on something they will never speak to you again I'm thinking hang on a minute we were friends and then there was just one thing and now you don't want to speak to them ever again and I don't understand that anyway whatever that's just me but it's interesting isn't it and uh, I was trying not to be ever so slightly it was, was I say t- taken aback when we're having this debate and this this person said to me I said, well, have you have you read this book, and have you heard this person speak, and have you done such and such, and and I did, when was the last time you read the business section of a broadsheet newspaper, and and on this person was going whatever, and I said, well, that's a bit of a sweep. and then he said to me, and then I said to him, he said, you're really you're you're really well read, aren't you, and it was like it was a surprise. <laughs> Tragically, yes, I can be. I will, I will declare that I do do a lot of reading, not all of it, um, heavy stuff. I do like reading loads of rubbish as well, but I do like reading. I hardly ever watch the telly. And I've usually got a book in my hand if I'm not listening to the radio. And even if I'm listening to the radio, I've still got a book in my hand. So I've, I've, I've always been a big reader ever since I was tiny. And uh, and th- it was this surprise in this person's voice. Oh, you're, you're really quite well read as if, you know, because I'm a bit daft at times that I wouldn't have a clue about what's going on out there. Anyway, do you listen to the news? Don't. I've come to the and i was talking to my friend the other day who is a little bit older than me. She's my best friend and she is, she's ever so slightly older than me. She says, I don't listen to it. She says, I don't even read it. She says, it's a complete waste of time. I just spuddle along in my own little life. And do you know what? The older I get, I think the more she's got a point. <laughs> anyway, I'm just too nosy. I always need to know, which is why I read so much. I need to know. And what you need to know, darling, listener, is what's coming next. And it's the Royal Phil, my second favourite orchestra, because of course that's where I come from. And it's a bit of uh, Eric Coates. He what he wrote the, the Dam Busters, but this is not The Dam Busters. This is Knightsbridge from his London Suite. Had a big percussion section at the end there didn't they had the old timpani going he had the symbols going it wasn't just one guy doing all that was it <laughs> i love a bit of percussion the royal liverpool phil as i mentioned who on earth was conducting sir somebody hang on a second sir charles it's coming i'm just it's just scrolling across my screen oh grovener oh no sir charles groves sorry sir charles groves doing Knightsbridge it's interesting isn't it? I have been up to London for ages and there was a time I was up and down there every five minutes because of the job uh, but I came off the various committees that I was on and trusts and heaven knows what else I was I was up in London doing and it's amazing how much time I now have <laughs> to do other nice things so uh, so yeah I've been uh, so it's been a while since I've been up in up to the old smoke and I have to say I don't miss it at all <laughs> Sounds dreadful, doesn't it? I'm ashamed of myself. Anyway, I'm sure Knightsbridge very is very nice, but I don't miss it at all. So let's play um, a bit of Scotland something. It's uh, Max Brooks's the finale of his Scottish... Thingry, what's it? It was was a Scottish concerto. I'm having a moment, folks. Hang on, I've just got to get my playlist up. A Scottish fantasy. I knew it wasn't concerto. (laughs) Sorry. I didn't get my playlist up on time because I was super busy waffling about the weather and then dancing to that uh, river dance thing. I'm peeling off a vest uh, because I I am now almost, I'm almost at normal body temperature, which is unusual for me. (laughs) Anyway, here we are. Joshua Bell did promise you him, but a violin, but a violin on fire, actually, this piece of music. And it's the finale, as I mentioned, to Brooks's Scottish Fantasy, St Martin in the Fields, the Academy of Backing Up the Old Joshua. <laughs> Wasn't it? Old Joshua was doing it big time there with his with his violin. I often say I don't like uh, violin music. I don't mind it. I mean, you know, I prefer the piano. <laughs> but that was that was great, wasn't it? There he was, backed up by the Academy of Saint Martin in the Fields, doing doing the, uh, Max Brook a wonderful wonderful job. I've just realised I've lined up um, the skirt so from A Midsummer Night's Dream, and I found myself for some strange reason. You know, I was saying for about reading books and stuff. You know, when you were like at school and you just learn something at the time and it's i find myself quoting from macbeth i am no i am no english literature buff let me just tell you that but i just found myself what's i doing the, the lady macbeth out out damn spot because i spilled something on my jumper <laughs> it's weird isn't it the things that you remember from when you did your o-level um show me age not gcse it was definitely an o-level o-level english lit. and we i did macbeth and um yes and, and there's that I, I quite often um the boys used to think when they were home the boys would think I was nuts because one of my other favourite Macbeth's quotes is is this a dagger I see before me and I'd sort of you know be saying that as I reached for the bread knife <laughs> yeah, it was all barking in our house you know <laughs> Anyway, is this uh, is this a piece of music I see before me? Yes, it is, and it is Mendelssohn's Midsummer Night Dream. And it is that bit the skirt, though? So, which in the actual, which is I guess it's to denote that bit when Puck's messing around with everything, but, and it all goes pear-shaped before it all gets its sort of self out of the end. Anyway, it's a bit of a silly piece of music. Do enjoy. How lovely was that? Sir John Elliot Gardner conducting the London Symphony Orchestra and Alexander Knox on the flute. I think it's a great piece of music, isn't it? I can actually hear it, can't you? you can hear Puck just switch, switching things around and messing about and everything. So anyway, how's your um, how's your Shakespeare these days? I've got this brilliant book at home. It's, it's, it's a proper old tome. It's about three foot thick and it's called the Oxford Book of English Quotations. And um It's one of these things. It's uh, This is how sad I am, Okay, I admit it. Guilty as charged. If I'm looking up a word in the dictionary, I find myself reading the dictionary. I kid you not. I'll find the word I'm looking up and then I will just keep reading. And then about 20 minutes later, oh, I think I better get on with what I was supposed to be doing. And uh, But I've got this book of quotes and I found myself this morning um, because I was looking for a particular Shakespeare quote. And it was from from Macbeth as it happened. It was that one that says about... um, Life being whatever it is, full of sound and fury, bloody, bloody blur, uh, signifying nothing at the end of it. In other words, I think Macbeth was, was complaining about the futility of life in general. And because um, I needed that quote, because I, um, I was firing off a letter. I very rarely do, but I was firing off a letter to, to uh, uh, shall we say, a, a member of the media over something that I'd seen. And I just thought, that's not right. <laughs> so I just, I don't often do that. Uh, But I did do it. I did do it this morning when I read something in the paper. I just thought, nope, that's not right. And so I just and that quote came to my head, which is why I'm full of Shakespeare today. Anyway, talking of nothing at all to do with Shakespeare. um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. How did we get? How did we get from A Midsummer Night's Dream to Macbeth to Arnold Schwarzenegger? Well, because I've just been flicking through just bits and pieces. And did you know that Arnold Schwarzenegger was detained, detained at Munich Airport for trying to smuggle a watch through customs? He probably wasn't trying to. He probably didn't realise he had to declare it anyway. But what surprised me wasn't the fact that he was trying to get a watch through customs or that he'd forgotten to declare it or whatever, because we've all been there where we've forgotten things, don't we? And maybe he did forget it because he is 76 now. And of course, there he was, you know, when he was the Terminator, he was the guy, wasn't he? What stunned me about this photograph of um, Schwarzenegger at this airport is this. His beard, closely cropped, it's very nicely tidily done, he's obviously got a very good um, barber, very nicely cropped, perfectly white beard, perfectly white, and on his head, full head of hair, not a grey hair on his head. And I don't know what to think about that really. (laughs) But you remember tom jones and paul mccartney were girls with that weren't they? they they were they were the age they were and yet not a gray hair on their heads and eventually they sort of woke up and smiled i think tom jones looks great with white hair because he looked completely it was incongruous wasn't it that he was the age that he was and his his face was you know lived in for want of a better phrase and his hair was jet black and so was his beard and i'm thinking it just didn't look right and Paul McCartney was the same, but now they've sort of, you know, let the, let the grey grow. And I think probably they've probably got the love of a good woman saying, you know, you can't do that anymore. But Arnold Schwarzenegger needs to get a good woman to say to him, Arnie, can you get your hair to match your beard or your beard to match your hair? But he looks like a, he looks like a, a zebra. And I'm just finding that a bit odd. Even I have decided, <laughs> after years of dyeing my hair, bearing in mind I got my first grey hair at 26 people, 26 I decided a little while back that I was just going to let the grey come in, but I can't because my hair's naturally very dark brown. You can't just let it go because you get this line, don't you, where your hair's been dyed for years. So me and my hairdresser Shirley are doing; she's done a great job of just doing it so that my hair looks like it's gradually g- going grey. So when you see me and my hair's looking a bit lighter, and you're thinking, "Oh, that looks interesting," then it's because. Shirley's doing a fantastic job of just streaking it slightly with a bit of grey so that when it all starts to grow in, it'll just gradually grow in. So, because at some point, and as I always say, at some point your hair and your face have got to match. So, someone ought to tell Arnold Schwarzenegger that half of his hair matches his face, but the hair on his head doesn't. A bit of a shame, really, but hey-ho. Shall I stop waffling about hair and play the next piece of music? Oh, it's the first of our Holy Trinity. And for those of you, the uninitiated... The Holy Trinity is Bach, Beethoven and Mozart. Today, first up, it's Mozart with the Overture from The Magic Flute. Wonderful. Karl Bohm was conducting the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra with Beethoven's Overture to the Magic Flute. Have you seen all these photographs of people while swimming in this weather, breaking through the ice to go for a dip? I ask you. (laughs) So she's sitting here with only, well, I've I've only got 73 vests on now. I did have 74 when I came in. And um, I'm thinking, why would you do that? Surely it's dangerous. (laughs) I won't get into water. I won't get into open water unless it's like 120 degrees in the shade. Deary me. You've got to to admire people. I've got a friend called Anna who uh, she's a bit super duper healthy. I think I'm pretty healthy. I'm a healthy weight and I don't drink much. And, you know, I do move about a bit and what have you. And I eat pretty well. Although I have to say... (laughs) It must be the weather because this week I've been eating—I won't say rubbish, but I think I've eaten more chocolate in the last week than I've eaten in the last six years, and it's because there's been a bit of an overhang. There's loads of chocolate around the house after Christmas, hasn't it? But normally I can sort of either give it away or, you know. Just leave it there till it gets past its cell by date. Then I've got an excuse to throw it. But honestly, I've been eating it, which is most unusual for me. And uh, But yeah, hey-ho. So where was that? Yeah, wild water swimming in the cold, breaking through the ice to go for a swim. Stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> but my mate Anna, she does all that healthy stuff. But uh, oh, you wouldn't get me doing it. Uh, what have we got now? Oh, yes, we've got our second. In fact, I think I've got them one after the other, the Holy Trinity tonight. So we've got Beethoven now. And this is uh, the third movement to his um, piano concerto number five in E flat major. I've got to say the second movement of this is just my favorite piece of piano music. But we're going to go for the finale, which is a great piece of music. And Vladimir Ashkenazi is going to play it for us. Piece of uh, piano playing, isn't it? There by Vladimir Ashkenazi. The Cleveland Orchestra was backing him up. I do believe he was conducting the orchestra from the piano. He's just that good. I did say I was going to have all Holy Trinity members, one after the other, and so here we are with the third one, which of course is Bach, but not Dad, not JS tonight. It's JC, one of the boys, um, and it's his Sinfonia Concertante in C major, the third movement. So here we go, baby bark just for you. piece of music, Simon Standage there was conducting the Academy of Ancient Music from the violin and uh, what I like about that piece of music this is going to sound a bit pathetic but hey, whatever Um, now that, if you you ever saw Delia Smith's Christmas series from like the 19 whenever it is, early 1990s or late late 1980s, the beginning of that sounds a bit like the theme tune for Delia Smith's Christmas thing I'm just saying, just saying so, um, what we've we got now? I've got a Slavonic dance for you, Vojak. So, I've been ever so slightly, slightly sort of distracted by the boss because he's turned up. So, I've got, I've got to try and behave, which, as you know, is very difficult for me. <laughs> so, hurry, I'm trying to behave while the boss is here, which he's gone. I'll, you know, I'll just revert to my normal self. Now, this is a lovely one of, um, well, I like all of the Slavonic dances by Vojak, but this is, it starts off quiet and it sort of ends up a bit more lively. It's the number seven in C minor. A bit lively for this half of the show. Isn't it? I normally start to dial it down after nine o'clock. Sorry, folks, if that was a bit, you know, full on. I did warn you though, don't say I didn't tell you. As my mother used to say, don't say I didn't tell you. Do you know what she always used to say as well? That I used to really hate, um, you'll thank me later you know, if you should make me do something. And i thought oh, God. And she'd go, just get on with it. You'll thank me later. I'm thinking, no, I won't. <laughs> and I jokingly said to the boys, you know, when they were smaller. But I just, I'd never said it as a serious thing, but my mother always used to say, you'll thank me later. No, no, no. Anyway, Thomas Browner was conducting the Prague Symphony Orchestra there. Daniel Barrenboy is conducting the Chicago Symphony Orchestra now with some lovely piano music from Brahms. Lied. there was no piano in that at all was there <laughs> it was Brahms symphony number no. three the third movement thereof my apologies I've led you down the primrose path folks but you know with great music anyway regardless I've got a bit of um, piano music a bit later on but not just yet we've got something now by Coleridge Taylor We don't often play too much of him do we? and this is the children's it's intimate so this is quite cute Oh, that's just divine. Oh, no, I've just crashed the last chord. I'm so sorry. Sorry, Samuel coleridge Taylor's Clash. Well, I just shouldn't have done that. The Chineke Orchestra under Fawzi Haimo was uh, playing that, but it's delightful, isn't it? Now, I did play a piece of music from Oliver Davis last week, and I said um, that... I should play another, I was thinking about playing Winds of Change, because I did I play two pieces for Four Brothers or something, I think one of those. Anyway, I just love Oliver Davis. I think his music's beautiful. And if the boss would stop making a racket, I'll be able to play, play this next bit for you. Honestly, it's like having a small child in the, in, in the studio. Anyway, Winds of Change, Oliver Davis and the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. This is just lovely. It's a great piece of music isn't it i love a bit of modern music i like the classicals but i like the new stuff as well i like everything <laughs> i like everything that i play on my show <laughs> i always say that <gasps> sorry to bore you anyway um here's a bit of delius his florida sweet now it's great isn't it the idea of being in florida with the warm weather and everything i really don't mind it cold i don't mind the weather we have in this country because at least we have seasons i'm not sure i could really live in florida because it's sunny every day isn't it it's like california <laughs> both opposite coasts of the same country but similar weather and you think you know what do you talk about when it's like oh it's another nice day <laughs> at least in this country we've always got something to talk about because you know especially on the uh, in the southwest because there's the old irish saying if you don't, don't like the weather don't worry hang on hang on for 15 minutes it's bound to change so uh, anyway so here we are let's go and lie by the river shall we and let the sun dapple through some nice trees while we have a little rest Oh, I hope you like that relaxing Lays by the River, courtesy of Frederick Delius, the Ulster Orchestra under Vernon Handley. Part of his Florida suite, don't you know? Do you have some Algar now? Now, I know he's famous for his pomp and circumstance, but not at this end of the show. (laughs) Definitely not. We're going to have a serenade for strings now. This is delightful. Arwell Hughes there conducting the Wells Camerata. Just gorgeous, that isn't it? It's great, isn't it, when when you're sort of used to someone like Elgar knocking out um, Land of Hope and Glory and such like, and then he can do stuff like that as well. Just delightful, really, isn't it? I might have two pieces of film music in before we manage to get away this evening. Here's the first one Ennio Morricone's Cinema Paradiso. Gorgeous, isn't it? The uh, Soundtrack Orchestra playing that Ennio Morricone himself conducting. Here's a cute little bit of piano music for you. Joe Hisaishi, who's written music for anime uh, films, Japanese anime films. And this is a song called Birthday. It's not the happy birthday to you that we would know. Well, here it is. And if if it is your birthday in January, it's a pretty rubbish month to have a birthday, isn't it? (laughs) If you do have a birthday in January, I hope you have a great one regardless, regardless of the cold weather, regardless of everything. And, um, and this one's just for you. Just gorgeous, isn't it? Makes me wish it was my birthday. Not for a few weeks yet. I'll let you know so you can send me the cards and gifts and flowers and chocolates. No, I've got enough chocolate, as I mentioned before. No more chocolate. So we're down to our last piece of music. And it is um, it is a piece of film music. I did say to you that if I got myself organised, I'd start and finish a show with film music. And I have John Barry. Who else at this time of the evening? Out of Africa. Did you ever see the film? Lovely film. Beautiful cinematography. So we can enjoy it with our ears, if not our eyes, this evening. It only remains for me to say thank you so much for your company this evening. Hope you enjoyed the show. I certainly did. Uh, Look forward to more of the same next Thursday between 8 and 10 here on Sid Valley Radio. Good night.